The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Episode 173 of the Rise and Shine podcast, and the featured guest this week, one of my favorite actors, Josh Dumel, who is a monster sports fan, huge fan of the Minnesota Vikings, has a new show, Buddy Games, out on CBS, and he is absolutely incredible. You guys are going to love it. Wait until you hear what he has to say about his worst Vikings loss, best Vikings win, everything he has to say about the incredible new show on CBS and why Wiffle Ball and Cornhole are just incredible. Trust me, you're going to love it. Great stuff on the Rams and football in L.A. He played quarterback in college. We'll get into that. And wait until you hear the conversation he once had with Aaron Rodgers, who's his guy, just like Aaron is my guy. And that that's where we start the podcast. And I, I'm sad. I, I'm, I'm devastated. I... I'm always honest with you, and I'm not going to pretend. It's been a rough 24, 48 hours. We're taping this on Wednesday around lunchtime, East Coast. So almost 48 hours after we learned that Aaron Rodgers done for the year. I mean, I I can't believe it. For We had that interview with Aaron Rodgers right after the trade. It was the first national radio interview that he did, only national radio interview that he did. And he was visualizing what it would be like to win a championship in New York, watching a documentary on the 86 Mets, rejuvenated, had the chip, and he was so fired up, hard knocks, Hall of Fame game, everything this offseason was a love letter for Aaron Rodgers. He did everything right. He showed up at minicamp OTAs, changed the perception of the Jets. Same old Jets was dead and buried, and, you know, he's going to Carbone and Knicks playoff games and Rangers playoff games and Taylor Swift concerts and Broadway was obsessed with being in New York, and it wasn't going to fail. And you saw one of the reasons why we kept saying it all offseason, because the Jets' defense was amazing, and Rodgers to Garrett Wilson, and Rodgers to Brees Hall, and Brees Hall coming back, and, you know, here's Randall Cobb, his bestie, and Alan Lazard, and Mecole Hardman, and here's Dalvin Cook wanting to jump on the bandwagon, and it was going to be everything, and, oh, I'm, I'm sick for Rodgers. He put so much into this, and the fact that he tore his Achilles, and didn't even complete a pass this year. 
And, and I tried to tell everyone that same old Jets with Rodgers dead and buried. I mean, this team as you know, what could go wrong comically goes wrong. And we could talk about the Browns playoff loss in the 80s, Broncos in, in the 90s, the butt fumble, Kyle Brady as opposed to Warren Sapp or drafting Johnny Mitchell or, you know, Browning Nagel or all these draft follies and, you know, Rich Kotite and Leon Hess and all these examples of frustration and futility and embarrassment and my Geno Smith getting punched in the face by a teammate. I mean, the same old Jets was supposed to be dead and instead the Jets season in terms of the Super Bowl aspirations dead and buried. Aaron Rodgers didn't complete a pass this year as dreadful as it gets. Well, our senior executive producer, as you know, Bob Stew, not only the best of what he does and an incredible sports fan, but he is as diehard a Jets fan as as I know. Bob, I, I know this has been a rough 48 hours for you. Yeah, I mean, you just mentioned, Adam. It's 48 hours later, and honestly, it feels worse. It's actually worse than when it happened. And I got to tell you, this is by far the worst sports moment of my life, easily. We could go back. You and I are both diehard Yankee fans. And, of course, the Red Sox coming back down 3-0 to me. I mean, that's a dagger to our hearts. We're still talking about that. It's almost been 20 years, Adam, and that still makes me want to puke every single time I think about that, especially Game 6, Game 7, Bronson Arroyo and David Ortiz and Dave Roberts and Johnny Damon and Javier Vasquez, you know. That makes me want to puke. This one is significantly worse because at least with the Yankees, you and I have seen championship after championship, World Series after World Series, right? The Jets don't even see the playoffs, Adam. They don't even win a playoff game. They're irrelevant every single year. And all I can think about is how full the stadium was on Monday night. Adam, being a Jets fan is miserable because every time you go to a game, the other team's opposing fans are there. Like, people think Jets fans are unbelievable, and they are, because after you've been beaten to hell for 12 straight years and people still show up, that's incredible that anybody goes at all, right? And Monday night was incredible. You had 95% of the fans being Jets fans. I went to the game last year, Adam. It was 40% Bills, maybe 50% Bills fans last mm. year. Think about that as a fan every time you walk into the stadium. This was supposed to be different. You have a future Hall of Fame quarterback, the best player arguably to ever play for the franchise ever. In 50-plus years, Adam, the guy completed zero passes. You just mentioned it. You're going to look up Aaron Rodgers in 10 years, his career, Zero passes on football reference completed for the Jets. Like, doesn't that just sum up everything? I always think about the worst moments for the Jets, and they're usually like small ones that people don't even remember. Darrell Revis winning a Super Bowl for the Patriots, Adam. That's <laughs> right. the best defensive player to ever play for the franchise. Yeah. Bill Belichick was congratulating him on Sunday for being at the Brady retirement thing in Gillette. Darrell Revis was there in Foxborough, the best defensive player to ever play for the Jets. That's the epitome of being a Jets fan, right? The best offensive player to ever play for the franchise, zero completions. The best defensive player wins a ring for your most hated rival of the last 25 years. So I got to tell you, I'm in significantly worse 48 hours later because you just mentioned all the stars right the Brees halls and and the dalvin cooks and and the quinn and williams the jets beat the bills without aaron Rodgers. that's right they had a guy literally coming from the stands and zach wilson who literally can't play football they beat the team that had the second best odds to win the super bowl that's why it's worse right because this had they are a super bowl caliber team that has no chance to win the super bowl and adam we didn't get to enjoy it I had 20 minutes of joy, and that was the end of it, right? I mean, that was it. 20 Soul minutes. Soul-sucking. It's, it's, it was, like, worse, though, right? 
We have the whole offseason. We build up Aaron Rodgers. He's on the show. He's talking Taylor Swift in a hard knocks. One Jets drive. It's 86 Mets. And we're enjoying every single moment of it. And the guy completes zero passes. Can't Adam. make it up. But you can because we live in, you know. Jets Bill fans. Belichick yeah. once resigned as a Jets coach on a cocktail napkin saying he resigns as the HC of the NYJ. <laughs> then goes to New England, creates the greatest dynasty in the history of professional sports. Hmm. And this feels worse. <laughs> It is worse. It's Adam. worse. It's significantly it's worse. It's worse. Because we, we didn't know In Bill moment. Belichick Correct. was going to be that Correct. guy, right? And we still had Bill Parcells, right? So it's just, it's different, man. It's different. Like, it's 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 different. Like, this was the year. But they can't even make the playoffs. Forget even the Super Bowl. We can't even enjoy one season. We can't even just enjoy a little bit of success. It's the same team. They're going to win seven games. The defense is going to be incredible. We're going to waste Quinn and Williams, Sauce Gardner, and that'll be it. It'll be the same thing. All right, same let's thing. move this forward. I'm going to agree and disagree with you a little bit. I still think the Jets can make the playoffs. Ugh. I think the defense is unbelievable. The, the weapons team, are great. Though. You know we my take. This. Audience knows my yeah. take. Zach Wilson sucks. It's horrible. Zach Wilson should have never been the number two pick. I ripped <laughs> him forward. Zach Wilson shouldn't have been the backup. I would have cut him after last year. Yeah. Mike F. and White, that's what all the players said. They <laughs> rallied around him. Garrett Wilson couldn't stand Zach Wilson. No. Zach Wilson is a turnover machine. They'd be better off if they would take a knee against Dallas and everybody else. I mean, Adam, the best play for the Jets when they beat the Bills on Monday night was when they lost the coin toss in overtime. That's Right. Cause Zach didn't have to go three and out and punt it to midfield. It's a brilliant take. <laughs> Think about it. It's a brilliant take. Now, I, I think that they have to, and Robert Sala is saying the right things. I don't believe it. There's yeah. no chance Zach Wilson is the quarterback in, you know, insert time frame here, four, five, six weeks, whatever it is. They have to they'll sign a veteran as a backup for now. They oh, gotta yeah. pump up the team. They did win on Monday <laughs> night, so they have to pump up everybody. They're not gonna beat Dallas, uh, but no. I'm not coaching the Jets. No. Look, I'll give you a couple of names here. The Rams, I think, are gonna, I've been saying this forever on the pod, mm-hmm. going to be better than people anticipate. So I don't think that Sunday was a fluke, but I would hope that the Rams lose if I'm Joe Douglas and the Jets. You know, Try to get Matthew Stafford. Kirk Cousins, to me, there he's not going to be the quarterback in 2024. You know, Vikings, I expect them to start 0-2 after they lost to the Bucs, which was inexplicable. So, you know, I, I think that Kirk Cousins would make a ton of sense. Ryan Tannehill, no chance he's going to be the quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. He's not on the level of Stafford or Cousins, but... You know, at some point, Rand Carthon, who didn't bring Tannehill in, might look at Malik Willis or Will Levis. I think that makes sense moving forward. Lower level, but I don't think these teams would do it yet because of their young quarterbacks who they have in front of these guys. Jacoby Brissett, Taylor Heineke, those are names that interest me. But my big three for the Jets moving forward, not going to happen now, mm-hmm. would be Stafford, unrealistic, yeah. Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill. See, I love those names. And again, it has to be anybody other than Zach Wilson. But you mentioned it, Adam, and Robert Sala saying the right things because those players aren't available right now. That's why he's saying these things. It's pretty clear to me. You know, we have Diana Rossini was reporting that the Jets are sticking with Zach Wilson. She's right. They are sticking with Zach Wilson until somebody better becomes available. That's my opinion of the entire situation. I mean, the Jets cap situation's weird, so it has to be a short-term guy. That's why, to me, Cousins makes a ton of sense, yeah. right? Because his contract is up after the season. Somebody I really respect mentioned Kyler Murray to me. 
and I was I was like kind of blown away. But again, it's too long term of a contract. The Jets aren't going to take it on. No. What if Rodgers comes back? There, there's too much money allocated to 2025. That's a whole other story. So the cap situation, the gymnastics, it's going to be weird to see like what they do. But a sh- guy on a short term deal is the guy that the Jets will go after. And I hope it is a Kirk Cousins. I hope it is a Stafford. But again, Adam. Kind of out of the Jets' control. These teams have to lose. They got to start losing. Absolutely. If yeah. you're a Jets fan, I'm rooting against the Rams and the Minnesota Vikings <laughs> and the Tennessee Titans and yeah. nowhere to sugarcoat it. Bob's a Jets fan. I'm a Rodgers fan. I'm a New Yorker. Thought the Jets were going to be unbelievable. So, the, and for any NFL fan to see Aaron Rodgers in New York, I mean, this team was going to be dominant and relevant. And this absolutely sucks. All right, Bob, let's have a fun, quick draft for nine biggest deals. That's how we'll do it this week for the Shine Nine. What was a big deal, in your opinion, our opinion? We'll do a snake draft again. Love it. You get the first pick for the nine biggest deals. <laughs> We've been just talking about Adam. It's the Jets. The number one 100%. story is the Jets. That was number my number one as well. Because, again, Adam, the, the one thing about week one that was weird all the contenders lost in the AFC. I mean, the, the Chiefs, the Jets beat the Bills. The Bengals looked terrible, Adam. The Jets looked like the most complete team if they had Aaron Rodgers. So it's it. It changes the entire AFC landscape. To me, it opens up another playoff spot. The biggest deal, Aaron Rodgers. All right, so I'm going to give you two here in the snake draft, and my number one is how Josh Allen and the Bills played mm-hmm. because there's no excuse losing that game when Aaron Rodgers played four snaps, it just can't happen. I love Josh. He's my guy. I still think he's going to be great. Three interception, a fumble, unacceptable. I also blame Ken Dorsey. I blame Sean McDermott. But it starts with my guy, Josh Allen. So the Bills losing to the Jets the day Aaron Rodgers plays four snaps and done it for the year, it's beyond mm-hmm. unacceptable. This on the heels of Diggs in the offseason. This on the heels of how they lost against Cincinnati. This on the heels of Kansas City and Cincinnati losing. Mm -hmm. So that's my number one deal. Number two would be how about them Cowboys? Yeah. The way the Dallas Cowboys played. And I said NFC title game, bare bones minimum. I picked them as opposed to Philadelphia in the division. But Dallas spanking the hell out of Daniel Jones and the Giants and showing that it's not just offseason hyperbole and hype, that's my second biggest deal from this past week one of the NFL. Yeah, so the Cowboys were on my list, Adam. So were the Bills on my short list, both of them. So those are excellent picks. To me, it's the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, that was my number two biggest deal. And I understand the weather was bad and Joe Burrow's been hurt. But, like, what is going on with the Bengals at the beginning of the season where they can't put it together? These are the kind of losses that cost you a Super Bowl. Because guess what? The Bengals should be in the driver's seat for the number one seed. And the same thing happened to them last year, Adam. And I know what happened with the Bills and DeMar Hamlin. And I know they didn't really have a fair shake to potentially get that seed at the end. But guess what? If they didn't start 0-2, then maybe they would have had the one seed last year. So losing to to losing to Cleveland and for Joe Burrow to throw for 82 yards, 82 Adam. yards. And it's, it's amazing. I hear Bengal fans all offseason, oh, they fixed the offensive line. Oh, did they really? Did they fix the offensive line? Adam, T. Higgins' contract situation, you had him on at Radio Row. It was an incredible interview. Talking to him about his contract, he wants to stay in Cincinnati. Adam, no talks have progressed at all for T. Zero catches against the Cleveland Browns. That is not a great situation. I mean, the Bengals look terrible. And so that was, that was my number one. Uh, it's a snake, so I get another pick. I love it. The Niners, and I'm stealing this one from you. You knew that was my next one. Yeah, so if you took the Cowboys, I was going to take the Niners. Because to me, I thought Dallas was a team. bigger deal, right? Because I think Dallas, 
they have a chance to win the Super Bowl. I think that's San Francisco's biggest threat, but the Niners looked absolutely incredible. I mean, we saw Kenny Pickett go up and down the field in the preseason. The Steelers' hype train was insane. It lasted 17 minutes because the Niners were that damn good. I love watching the, the Niners play. Brock Purdy looked incredible. So that would be my pick, Adam, specifically how Brock Purdy looked. He looked incredible, like last year's version of Brock Purdy. The Niners, they got to be the favorite in the NFC. You know, for my next two picks, I'm going to go with Jordan Love, and I don't think <laughs> – <laughs> My take is documented. I don't waver at all. I want to see him on the road against the Falcons and, and their defense, and I still don't believe in Green Bay. But he rocks steady in Chicago. And frankly, the way I'm going to phrase this, love outplays fields. And I yeah. thought that Chicago was a complete and utter disaster, and Justin Fields was inept, and the Bears were horrible, and that Chase Claypool deal is one of the worst deals oh, I've ever seen, and that was the easiest first guess ever. He, I mean, block he doesn't want to be there. That was a terrible trade. When the Steelers oh. have a young quarterback they're trying to build around, and they're driving him to the <laughs> airport, yeah. and you know, Ryan Poles has given up a, a, a second-round pick, oh, which turned goodness. out to be a pseudo-first-round oh. pick because of the Dolphins' the suspension. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's we love outplaying Fields. Yeah, you're yeah. damn right we were all, we're over, all over it. it. For number four, Tua outplaying Herbert. Yeah, and I said good. Herbert should have been the draft pick. Justin Herbert, who I love, worth every penny, he didn't score a touchdown in crunch time on those final two drives. It's always Brandon Staley's fault. It's always the defense's fault. They didn't make a play. Justin Herbert needed to do better there. And look, I like Tua, not as much as Herbert. Tua was tough, clutch, had great connection with Tyree Kill. Tua over Herbert, number four on my list. So I got a good one here, Adam. Kind of going a little off the wall here. The Arizona Cardinals, to me, were a big deal. Why? How many times week one, and I picked this, how many times week one do we see an upset of the team that is supposed to be the guaranteed worst team in the NFL, they win week one. And they almost did, Adam. They almost beat the Commanders. Josh Dobbs snatching victory. Oh, it's 17, baby. Here we go. It was perfect, actually, for the Cardinals. I mean, to me, it's a huge deal, right? We saw Jacksonville. We saw them win week one. They lost 16, or they lost 16 straight games after to get Trevor Lawrence. So it's great to get off to a bad start if you're the Arizona Cardinals. It was key, and they looked the part, Adam. I think it's a big deal because I think they're going to get Caleb Williams. It would change the franchise. So a lost week one to Washington is a great start for the Arizona Cardinals. To me, that is a massive deal. Massive. And after the Cardinals, Adam... I got to take the Baltimore Ravens, and it's a weird one, right? That is a weird one. It's a one. weird one because they didn't exactly impress, right? I'm surprised. They, they were good, but hear me out here, right? The Bengals lost, right? The Chiefs lost. Okay. The Bills lost. Okay. The Jets lost Aaron Rodgers. So, wow, things are shaping up pretty well for the Baltimore Ravens here, Adam. And granted, they lost J.K. Dobbins. That's a big injury, but he hasn't been fully healthy the last couple years anyway. And Lamar Jackson's going to be running the football. Also, Zay Flowers looked pretty great, yeah. Adam. The Baltimore defense, pretty damn good. Only gave up nine points to C.J. Stroud. So I was thoroughly impressed with Baltimore, but it was more about all the teams around them, Adam. And the Steelers, too. The Steelers getting killed and losing Deontay Johnson and Cam Hayward. Wow. All of a sudden, Adam, the Baltimore Ravens are sitting pretty in the AFC North. So that's why Baltimore's on my list. I'm going to go Cleveland Rocks next. Yeah. And I'm not worried about Cincinnati. I disagree with you there. I thought this was all about Cleveland at home. Their defense was phenomenal. They ran the ball with authority with Nick Chubb. Watson was fine. Opportunity now against a beleaguered Pittsburgh team to start the season 2-0 with division wins, and I thought that was a monster deal. 
the Rams. And by the yeah. way, shame on me Love because it. all offseason on the pod I've been saying Rams over. We did t- take and bet that. And Rams would beat Seattle outright. I completely went against that after the Cooper Cup injury. Rams holding the ball for 40 minutes, shoving it down Seattle's throat in Seattle. Sean McVay's a stud, unbelievable coach. Love Raheem Morris. Matthew Stafford back. Rams, number six uh, in terms of the biggest deals, how they beat Seattle in Seattle. All right, Adam, I got to give you a good one here. I mean, the New York football Giants, what the hell was that? It's disgusting. And I'm a Jet fan, and yeah, I mean, Giants fans probably felt pretty good after watching what happened to Aaron Rodgers the following night. But the problem with the Giants, Adam, is they're just stuck in mediocrity, right? And I know it's it's a rebuild, but it doesn't feel like that, right? Like, they gave Daniel Jones the money. They smartly franchised Saquon Barkley. There's just still digging out of the hole that Dave Gettleman put them in. And it just makes me feel bad for my my Giants fans that are my Do you really feel that, Ben? Yeah, I mean, I have some close family that roots for the Giants, Adam. And the Jets and the Giants don't hate each other. It's kind of like, you know, I'd say Mets-Yankees is a better rivalry, right, than Jets-Giants. The Jets play in the NFC, the Jets see them every four years. I mean, really, what's the rivalry? We don't play each other every single year. I agree with you. You're never going to meet in the Super Bowl because the Jets are never getting there anyway. So (laughs) the Giants specifically, Adam... The, the defense was freaking terrible. It's abysmal. They don't have any players on defense aside from Dexter Lawrence. It's just, it's sad. It was sad seeing what happened to them against Dallas. It Thanks, was Dave Gettleman. It was pathetic, Adam. I mean, let's be honest. The wide receivers are not any good. And again, it's not Joe Shane's fault, and it's not Brian Dable's fault, but the fact of the matter is, they're just so they don't have any players. So I thought that was a big deal. I think the Giants have a zero percent chance to make the playoffs. That was terrible. I agree with you. Not a playoff team. They don't have the horses. I agree. My other one was the Eagles, and I got to tell you, before the season, it's I had an a, interesting one. I had a pretty sizzling hot take, Adam. I felt that the Eagles were closer to missing the playoffs than going to the Super Bowl because the fact of the matter is, the offensive line is old. The defense lost key players. I mean, they lost T.J. Edwards. They lost C.J. Gardner-Johnson. They lost Javon Hargrave. Those are great players. They lost three of them, right? And also, I think teams have more film on Jalen Hurts now, and they can kind of slow him down a little bit more. Two new coordinators is a very interesting point. Yeah, so the Eagles, to me, Adam, they played like absolute garbage against the Patriots in the second half. Awful. Like, they played terrible. Matt Jones should have won the game. If, if Booty could find his feet, man, they would have won. They would have won the game there. The Patriots drove down the field multiple times. The fumbles, the turnovers, the clock management just left a lot to be desired. I don't know if I love Nick Sirianni, Adam. I just, I don't know if he's technically the guy. I don't he's, think he's a great coach. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think he's more of a product of how good the team is. And, I mean, the offensive line is exceptional. But, Adam... Can Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey play forever? The answer is no. So the Eagles are on my list for that reason. I'm very, very sloppy. All right, I'm going to grab the Lions restoring the roar because, honestly, I didn't give them much of a chance on Thursday night. Great team would beat the Chiefs without Travis Kelsey and and without Chris Jones. I didn't put the Lions in that category, so I'm going to give them some love. I thought that was a big deal. The Atlanta Falcons taking care of business and how they took care of business I thought was a monster deal. You know I love the Falcons this year. I think they're going to beat the Packers this week. Defense was sent all offseason. Calais Calais Campbell, Jesse Bates, the defense improved on every single level. Love Desmond Ritter. Love B. John Robinson breaking ankles. Algier. That was a great win how they did it. Panthers didn't have a chance in that one. And I think they're going to be able to beat Green Bay. I thought the fact that they won how they won, protected their, their home turf and beat a divisional team, 
monster deal for Atlanta. And I got the last pick here, Adam. I believe this is the last pick. Here. Your last pick to my last pick. Yeah, this is my last one. The Broncos. I had the Broncos are the same team as last year, Adam. Wait to hear my last. This pick. is the same team, right? I mean, it just has Sean Payton instead of Nathaniel Hackett. The problem is, like, you can't replace Russell Wilson. You can't replace the receivers they lost to injury. And the defense is still really good, and they played really well against the Raiders. They lost to the Raiders, Adam. Josh McDaniel lost to Jeff Saturday last year. He lost to Baker Mayfield, <laughs> who showed up on a Tuesday and played on a Thursday. Josh McDaniels is a bad coach. Sean Payton's a Hall of Famer, and they still couldn't beat the Raiders. The Broncos are the exact same team from last year. The only difference, Adam, they can't blame Nathaniel Hackett anymore. So for my last pick, and I'm glad you left it for me, the Raiders. <laughs> Jimmy G getting that win and McDaniels winning that game I think is a big deal. I think the Raiders are going to win games people don't expect this year. I think they can be, I said this in the preseason, a nine-win team. The Look. They have more talent than Denver, but obviously the coaching differential clearly favored the Denver Broncos and Sean Payton. I think that Jimmy G is the right guy at the right time to replace our guy, Derek Carr. And I think that Jimmy Garoppolo getting that win, the Raiders beating Denver in Denver, that to me is a big deal. You know who else is a big deal? Josh Dumel, future guest on the Rise and Shine podcast. And he joins us next. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. NFL fans, right now on the SXM app, hear in-depth coverage of your team with the Believe Podcast Network on Sirius XM. It's all the analysis, all the breakdowns that matter to you, hosted by the players who played for your team and the fans who eat, sleep, and breathe it. 32 diehard fan bases, 32 podcasts. The Believe Podcast Network on Sirius XM. B-L-E-A-V. Search Believe in, followed by your team on the SXM app, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The feature guest this week on the Rise and Shine podcast. We're extra fired up to have this guy, one of my favorite actors. He is a monster sports fan, an unbelievable, a tremendous football fan. Josh Dumel, nice enough to give us a few minutes. It's good to see you. Hey, it's good to see you. And I cannot believe I'm in Adam Shine's studio right now. I listen to your show all the time, man. So I'm really, really excited to be here. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yep. That means the world. And listen, I'm a big fan of yours, so it's a little mutual admiration society. And I am excited about Buddy Games on CBS. This has got to be just an incredible opportunity for you in terms of the fun and the excitement. And I love learning about how this show came together, going back to your days and reuniting with buddies Mm -hmm. in summer camp. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it blows me away a little bit that I even get to talk about our stupid little thing that we do every 3rd August of every year with me and my boys. Uh, we pitched this show to CBS, and we, we we had this idea because, you know, this is the kind of thing that happens all around the world, really. Groups of friends get together and play some version of this. So we had the idea to bring it, you know, and w- what we do is every year we play we play golf, then we play wiffle ball, and then we do a couple, you know, ping pongs or backyard type games, but there's always one really ridiculous game that we come up with. And uh, CBS really liked the idea of that. And here we are, you know, and I think that when people see this show, they're going to see themselves in one of these groups of people that are competing. And I think that there's a relatability there that that people are going to be like, I want to get our group together. We should go do this. (laughs) We could win this thing. Which I think the whole concept is great. getting groups together and competing and winning these unbelievable prizes. So you list these games that you and your friends, you get together, and it's like it's a pseudo-summer camp. Your yeah. friends growing up in, in North Dakota. What's your, wiffle ball, golf? I mean, for me growing up, and when I get together with buddies, it's wiffle ball. Oh, yeah. Love wiffle ball. <laughs> Ping pong's great. Of all those games, what are you the best at? Um, I would probably say golf. Um, you know, it's, it, you know, we're all 50 now, so we're not as, we're not as athletic as we used to be, but we still love to compete. Uh, and that's one of those games that, that you can, you can be good at into your later years. So, uh, you know, I still love to play wiffle ball too. Uh, there's something so cool about picking up the wiffle ball bat, right? Nobody can hit Corey Hornbacher's fastball. (laughs) That dude at 50 still throws heat. It's a little bit unbelievable that he hasn't thrown his arm out at this point. But, yeah, shout out to Corey, although I hate him sometimes, especially during the football. It's amazing, though, <laughs> that you still have these references. And I do the same with, like, childhood friends yeah. and wiffle ball and thinking back. And then you get together with friends, and it's like no time has passed. No. And, you know, Adam, what's beautiful about this, <clears throat> excuse me, is that, you know, it's hard to make old friends. It really is, and, and I got to give credit to Bobby Schwartz. We call him the Bodfather. He's he's the guy that keeps us all together. We call him Buddy Glue because he's the guy that's kept us together for all these years, and he's the guy that really started organizing these games. And it isn't as much about the competitions anymore. As much it it, it's, it is, we still get heated, but it's more about the idea that we all get to get together every that's right. year. That's right. And we really value those relationships as we've gotten older. And I think that that's what people are really going to see in this. One of my requirements in the in the show was that we can't just have groups of people that met a few years ago in their fraternity or their sorority. We want people that have known each other, ride or die, yeah. their history. They know it because those people, believe it or not, were the ones who did the best in the competitions because they knew each other's strengths and weaknesses. They knew how to navigate their way through this this crazy game because it's not just physical 
aptitude. It's really about how you work together as a group. And I think, again, that's what people are going to love is they don't, they're not out on an island by themselves. They don't have to be super ninjas. They don't I, have to be you know, survivalists. They just have to be able to rise up as a group. Which I love. And, and going back and having those old friendships. And I'm lucky. I still have you know great friends from where I grew up. Yeah. And you know they're going to love watching Buddy Games on CBS September 14th, the 21st, the 28th. And Cornhole, episode two. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, listen. Cornhole, couple drinks, have fun. I mean, I mean, it, it, yeah. are you a good cornhole player? I well, we have a lake cabin. My wife is right over behind you here, and we spend a lot of time uh, at the lake. And that's one of the that's one of the staples. Cornhole. There's a few new ones too. There's this frisbee game that's really fun. There's one called uh, 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 Can Can Smash. What is it called? Can jam. That's right. Thank you. Good uh, job. Bob. And and you know, so we have all these kind and we're always playing some kind of a game. So I mean anybody who's got a backyard who gets together with their friends, they're usually playing some game like cornhole. Uh, cornhole and in this great. And, and in the, the, the show, we do everything a little bit bigger and a little bit more grand for TV. And there's one we call it cornholio, where that that we stra- literally strap somebody to a giant cornhole Wait, table. What? Yeah, yeah. We, we in their their wrists and their their feet are strapped, and the the holes are right below their crotch. Of course. Which makes it a little bit dangerous. There's one, you know, between each armpit and then one down by their feet or something. Every time they make one of the things, they get released from one of these shackles. So, uh, yeah, it, the show's dramatic. It's competitive. It's emotional. And it's really, really funny. How did you decide who is going to get strapped to the cornhole board? Well, they're, they're, that that you know is about how well these teams know each other they know which ones can do what best so somebody who's crappy at cornhole will probably get strapped to the cornhole board because they don't have to throw somebody who's better in the water will probably be doing the kayaking you know there's there's these different crazy obstacle courses and the better you know your crew the better you uh you know uh, put your put those people in certain positions to win Buddy Games, CBS, September 14th. We're having this conversation right before the Minnesota Vikings, yeah. Philadelphia Eagles, yeah. Thursday Night Football. And you are, as you mentioned to start, a huge sports fan. Oh, yeah. And a huge Minnesota Vikings fan. I am. I am. And Philly's broken our hearts a few times. I was at the game a couple years ago for the NFC Championship game in Philly, right after the Minneapolis Miracle. Yep. I thought I was like, Philly, dilly dilly, we're going to Philly. <laughs> Thinking we're going to go in there and, and, bo- and boat race them, but they, you know, we scored right away, and then they just boat raced us, and it was rough getting out of there. Uh, so yeah, I need this to say, I don't, I don't think I'm welcome back in Philadelphia. <laughs> what is your favorite moment as a Minnesota Vikings fan? My favorite moment as a Vikings fan is probably the Minneapolis Miracle because I was at that game, and it was. It was just one of those things because the Vikings usually are the team that doesn't do that. We usually have really, we're, I think we're in the top five or 10 all time winning percentage. So we're always good, but we always find a way to, they, they, they find a new way to break my heart every year. Uh, so that year and last year, really, last year was an amazing year, even though we, we kind of, you know, uh, died in the end there against the Giants. But that, that game was one of those where, oh, here we go again. We're up 16 and, you know, the Saints come back and, 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 and win it with 12 seconds left. And then he throws that ball to Diggs and we win the game. And we just could not believe it. It was unbelievable. that the energy. But I've been at the games where Walsh missed a 23-yard field goal oh. and against the Seahawks, too. So, you know, I've seen I've been through a lot of uh, heartbreak through the years. But, you know, they always they always keep it interesting. And, I'm, you know, we had a rough start to the year. We should have beat the Bucks. Still can't believe we lost that game. Yeah, I was at that one, too. And, and uh, but, you know, 
You can't go 16-1 unless you lose a game, right? That's true. <laughs> you can't go 16-1 unless you lose a game. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now this is loaded, and you reference a couple. I mean, Vikings fans, no pain. Worst loss as a fan of the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, God, where do I begin? The worst loss, I would say... I would say it's probably that game at uh, the outdoor, the Gophers, the outdoors when they're building the new stadium in outdoors against the Seahawks. Again, we should have won that game, and we just found a way to lose. And Walsh made a couple tough field goals during that game. I was at it, and literally I had beers in my parka with those little heating pad things just to keep them just to keep them from freezing, they still froze over it. We had ski goggles on, just doing anything we could to stay warm. And this dude made two field goals, I think a 30 and 40 yarder, and then missed a 23 yarder to lose it. I still can't believe he missed yeah. that. I yeah, still so, can't believe it. Yeah, I, I think that, well, I, and if you go back to what, 99, where I think we were 15 and one. That was what I thought the other one would be because that, that was a Super Bowl team. Yeah, that was the year we should have really won it. Yeah. And I think that was obviously not only a great team, that was a fun team. Yeah. I think if you start looking at the history of the Vikings, I mean, that was a very easy Minnesota Vikings team to root for. Do you have a favorite all-time Minnesota Viking player? Ooh, there's a lot of them. Uh, Harrison is one of them. I really love Thielen. He was one of the. He's he's from right near where my cabin is in Minnesota, That's in, cool. in, in Detroit Lakes. And to see that kid sort of come up out of nowhere and become the legend that he he became in Minnesota. It was a really cool story. So I would say Adam Thielen, probably. Thielen's, uh, I'm such a big fan of his game and his story. I think it's incredible. Yeah. Kyle Rudolph's another great dude. Great dude, right? Yeah. How about Kirk Cousins? You a believer in Kirk Cousins as the Vikings quarterback? You know, I, I've been real tough on Kirk through the years. <laughs> uh you know, I've always you know dogged him for not being able to win the big game, and if if the game's after noon, anything in prime time, he doesn't show up. You what know, is I, it? It's fright night. I mean, you know, V chip warning if he's playing a, a night yeah. game. What what is that all about? Well, you know, I, but I've changed my tune. I watched the show on on you know what you know what uh, streamer I can't <laughs> mention because of the strike. But uh, you know, he's a great dude. And how how impressive dude. was he on quarterback? He's great, man. He's a, he's a nice family guy. Works his butt off tough as nails. Yeah. Um, so it's hard not to root for him. So I feel bad about all the things I said, and I'm really hoping that he, 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 he can win one. If he wins one in Minneapolis, he will be a legend forever. And I'm hoping that he's the guy to do it. Justin Jefferson is absolutely ridiculous. Yep. I mean, you obviously, you know, part of your incredible career, you know, Transformers, sci-fi. I mean, if we're going to pick an NFL player who would be a Transformer, would it be Justin Jefferson? Would it be Aaron Donald? Who, who would be a sci-fi, out-of-this-world Transformer character as an NFL player? I'm going to have to go with uh I'm going to have to go with one of those D line maybe maybe what's his name number 11 for uh, the Cowboys. Oh, Micah Parsons. Micah That's Parsons. a great call, Josh. <laughs> that dude is freaky fast. How good is he? He is freaky fast, you know, and 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 you know some of these D line those are those are the freakish most freakish athletes to me. Those guys who are 320 can run a 44 and are just like downhill. Can you imagine getting – I played quarterback at Minot State University back in the late – or mid-90s. Go Beavers. Uh, and <laughs> and I was and – and even those guys – we were NAIA, NAIA Division II, which is not 
NCAA Division One. Like they play, like these guys now, and that, and that was terrifying because these guys want to kill you. And to see, <laughs> I felt I felt so bad for uh, for. Uh, Jeez, I'm blanking on names. The quarterback for the Giants. Oh, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. I can't believe I couldn't remember his name. Anyway, that poor dude just got smashed. Uh, he got destroyed. Are they as bad as they looked? Yes. Yes. I think they're brilliantly coached. I think Dayball is fantastic. Yeah. And look, Jones played well against your Vikings, obviously, yeah. in the playoffs last year. I don't think they stack up to a team like Dallas, which is loaded. Yeah. And they just have a ton of dudes, right? Yeah. Micah Parsons is phenomenal. Yeah. Diggs Gilmore on defense. Fast. I still like Dak. I'm a Dak guy. Yeah. Pollard, C.D. Lamb. Yeah. I mean, but you're right. That's not a fair fight with Dallas's defense going yeah. up against Daniel Jones. Yeah, it looked like they were going to go down the field. That first drive looked like they were going to write down the field and score on them, and then they get the, the kick blocked, and then it just went downhill from then to 40 nothing. What a horrible way to start the season. And then the Jets. Oh. I mean, the New York football fans are are, are How about that back-to-back night at MetLife right Stadium? 40-0, the Giants lose. Yeah, and and then, then Aaron Rodgers. I yeah. love Aaron. Aaron's yeah. my guy. Yeah. And I thought the, the Jets were going to be, we talked about it earlier, going to be an incredible team, Super Bowl caliber team. Yeah. I know you know Aaron. You've met him before. Yeah. I felt terrible for him. What was your reaction when you saw I, that? I do know Aaron pretty well. I've met him several times through the years, even though he's a Packer. Uh, we, we always like to talk smack back and forth. He's, I'd see him at a golf tournament, and all of a sudden he'd go, Vikings suck! And I'm like, <laughs> where'd that come from? And it's Aaron Rodgers over on the practice range. But, uh, you know, he's a, he's a great dude. He's a, one of the most gifted arms I've ever seen in the yeah. league. And, and he, he was ready to, he was so excited about this season, you know, and I feel I just feel bad for him. I did my Achilles like that in 2000 on see the first season of Las Vegas and it took me it's still not right. It's still never really. My friends call me decaf <laughs> because it never grew back or half calf. <laughs> but you know, he's I don't uh, mean to laugh, but it's funny. <laughs> but it's a serious injury. I don't know if he's ever going to come back from it, but you know what I do hope? I know that Zach Wilson's taking a lot of heat here in New York and they don't like him, but we do know that he's a talented kid. I think he got off in a bad. I think they threw him in there too early, and I'd love to see him. You know, I love a good comeback story. I'd love to see him. You know, if they don't bring in an old veteran, to see him actually fulfill some of that potential we all saw. When you popped your Achilles, did you know it right away? No, and that's why I knew Aaron did it right away because the way he. And I was also at the game in L.A. when Kobe did his. Oh wow! I, and I saw him get up, and the way he walked around, I go, "Oh my God, he just blew his Achilles." Because what happens is you 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 stand up. And it feels at first like somebody hits you with something, you got kicked, and then you stand up and you just feel like you just twisted your ankles and you stand up and you're standing flat-footed and your whatever foot you just blew feels like it's on a downhill. Ugh. And I saw them both like sort of looking confused and I was like, oh my God, he just blew his Achilles tendon. And I told all my friends, I guarantee you that's what it was. And sure enough, the next morning it comes out that he actually ruptured it, which is a, a tough, long painful road back yeah i hope and yeah. listen i i thought aaron was gonna have a monster season rejuvenated chip on his shoulder i think he'll come back it's a grueling rehab though coming back from that right? yeah and it's a painful surgery it, it, the, the injury itself isn't so bad it just literally feels like a twisted ankle because you could see he could walk on it but then he was like oh god I, there's something wrong here. i need to get on a cart but he could walk i literally walked out of the gym when it happened got in my car and drove to the hospital uh, so it, it's not like it, but it's after that surgery. Mm. I remember biting a pillow, crying into it, <laughs> trying to get, because they put a pain blocker over the whole leg. And then when that wears off, it's because they're literally taking your Achilles and tying it back together. And it's 
It's no fun. Now, you mentioned, obviously, monster sports fan. You're an actor in Hollywood. You get to, you know, be around people all the time. Is there, and you reference even seeing Kobe, when, when you've seen an athlete in person, or athletes, I'll put mm -hmm. it in uh, with a plural, what athletes, when you see live performing, are you starstruck? Oh, man. Uh... You know, just I think anytime you see a professional athlete do what they do, whether it's golf, to see those guys how they how they how they compress it and how they're they're so tight with their their approach shots. And when you see a, a quarterback, how the ball just kind of flies off their hand, it's just next level. But I think the most fascinated I was ever uh, to be around in person was Allen Iverson. I went to a couple games uh, when I was living here in New York years ago, and I watched him play the Lakers and then I saw uh, they were playing the Raptors yeah that's when Vince Carter was playing for the Raptors and, and they went they both went back to back 52 nights and I remember watching Allen Iverson going that dude is like a cat that's amazing right? he was so small but so tenacious and so quick and just got that shot he was just incredible to watch live uh, I mean, of all the athletes you've seen in person, Iverson's a great call. I mean, yeah. watching him in person, that I remember even watching him in Georgetown. Yeah. I mean, I mean, small guy, yeah. but he was powerful. Mm -hmm. What about watching Kobe in person? What was that like? Kobe's just an alpha, alpha. You know, that guy would do things that he would will his team to victory. You know, it, 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 obviously a tremendous athlete and a tremendous leader and, and uh, one of the greatest of all time. But yeah, to see Kobe. I uh, never got to see Jordan. Unfortunately, that would have been great. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in, in, in what Steph Curry's doing now is unlike anything we've seen. So, uh, you know, huge sports fan. Just love, and I just admire. I always thought I was going to be a professional athlete, and then quickly realized that wasn't nearly athletic enough. But let's not bury the fact. <laughs> and I did my research on this, knowing that you were going to be coming in for for the interview. You know, you played college football and played quarterback, as you mentioned. I mean, give us the scouting report on Josh Dumel, quarterback. Okay. Uh, straight drop back. Uh, likes to avoid a lot of contact. <laughs> uh, he'll get rid of the ball quick, accurate, uh, can get the ball downfield, but, you know, doesn't love getting hit. I mean, it sounds like you're describing <laughs> Tom Brady right here, Josh. Sounds like you're describing Tom Brady. Yeah, I was not I was not a Tim Tebow like quarterback. I was uh more of a Drew Bledsoe type quarterback. <laughs> oh, Bledsoe's yeah. a good one. I can yeah, see yeah, that. Yeah. I can see that. I Bledsoe had that rocket arm. I love what you did by the way with the Rams with the draft house. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. That was fantastic. How cool are the Rams by the way? As an organization, the way they've embraced LA. I love Sean McVay, mm -hmm. less need. He's got great yeah. hair yeah. how cool are the rams in la they really are there and, and i got a chance to hang out with sneed and, and raheem morris and, such a and, great and dude mcveigh you know lexi and cat and that whole team over that marketing team really collaborated with us uh beautifully because we got to you know not only make it about the draft but also about the people of the town and what what it really means to be an la fan it's not just sunset boulevard and celebrity and and palm trees it's really about the grid of the city and those are the people that really really uh support that team uh and they really embrace that idea to make it more about the people than it is about the the glamour of the city um you know we're doing another thing which you know we're talking about quarterbacks we're actually trying to we're about to get this show off the ground called QB Gambit, which is about uh, the NIL stuff and the transfer portal and how, that's, how awesome. that's the Wild West and how it's changing the landscapes of these 
these these football team the college teams in the conferences and um I just love that to me is so fascinating how these teams can these quarterbacks and or any players football basketball whatever can now change schools some hate it some like it I happen to think I'm somewhere in the middle but I do think it's fascinating how it can really change and look at Oklahoma what changes everything yeah But I'm like you, where, and you know, when I, for what I do for a living, being stuck in the middle is never the right thing, right? But I'm in the middle and I embrace it. At first, it took me a second because you want continuity and you don't want so much change Mm -hmm. and it's tough to keep up. I think it's great and it's exciting. Look at Caleb Williams at USC. Exactly. I mean, he's a rock star. Yep, yep. And he came in and took Spencer Rattler's job, who was also the number one quarterback coming up from high school. That's a great point. He took his job, and that's not an easy thing to do, to go take a job like that, forcing Rattler to go to South Carolina. Lincoln Riley takes the job at USC, takes Caleb with him, and yep. Oklahoma's left with a, still a good football team, but not what they would have been with Caleb there. So, you know, that one thing alone, I think, changes the way – and you may you, you may hate it, but it also – you know, it's the, it's, it, it's the reality of the situation. And I actually like it because some like Jackson Dart got forced out at USC because Caleb was coming. Now he's playing well at Ole Miss. You know, so these guys who, who really – the, the ultimate goal for these kids is to go to the, U, the, the NFL. And why not give them the best shot to do that? You know, why not go to a school and have a chance to play right away where you have your best shot to go to the league? How is, in your opinion, and I love the Rams, and they win the Super Bowl, and you know, the Chargers have a lot, of, a lot of great players. How do you think the popularity of these teams, how is it going in Los Angeles? Because, you know, for so long they didn't have the NFL, and a lot of Raiders fans, a lot of Cowboys fans mm-hmm. rooting for, you know, different players, you know, a lot of transplants mm-hmm. in L.A. Do you feel like the Rams, the Chargers, a stranglehold, any kind of footprint in Los Angeles? They're trying. It is tough because it is such a transient city. Nobody's really from there, uh, except for the people that have been there for generations. That's why I wanted to make it about them and not the glitz and glamour. Because those usually those people are from somewhere else. You know, I'm I live there and I'm a Vikings fan. Right. right uh, so right. I wanted to make it about those true Los Los Angeles who 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 are, who are dying to get a football team back there. Who are the true fans? Uh, and I do think that they're they're doing a good job of of you know building a, a solid fan base there both teams really all right you have a son and mm-hmm. i'm curious to know who he roots for and you have another child on the way and congratulations Thank on you. that so you know i made sure you know my wife's from baltimore i said you know the orioles non-negotiable kids are all yankees fans. orioles are good though orioles are good i know i have to deal with that now in the house it doesn't <laughs> you know wife from baltimore three kids you know all yankees fans syracuse fans knicks fans so what is negotiable what's non-negotiable how do you make sure that your kids are fans of the minnesota vikings well, I've had some buddies who are big Packer fans who at an early age tried to convert my son to be a Packer fan. Oh, and no. I literally I literally kicked him out of the house. <laughs> Ross Goulet, I'm talking to you. Yeah, Goulet, uh, you fraud. Uh but no, he's become a big he, he's become a big uh, Vikings fan. There he's we not go. he's more of a soccer fan. He's really a big Cristiano Ronaldo fan right now. But he's really starting to get into sports, which I love because all he wanted to do before was just play superhero stuff. And so he's all about soccer. Uh, he's really into, you know, he's, he's a fan of the Vikings. He's not a huge fan of football yet. 
I still have some time to work on them, but yeah, it, it, you really have no choice if you're in my house. No, that's that's how it should be, of course. <laughs> yeah. Now, obviously, always associate you with Vegas, of course. Yeah. So, who's going to be in the Super Bowl on CBS, home of Buddy Games, by the way? Mm-hmm. Who's going to be in the Super Bowl on CBS in Las Vegas? Ooh, Adam, I love this question. Uh, is that my stomach growling? I think it was. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to say, gosh, I don't know. Let me see. After week one, who did I like? It's hard. To, it's got because there's always one or two teams that emerge. San Francisco. That's why I picked. I think San Francisco is for. They're they're just too good, man. They're loaded. Um, and let's go with uh, out of the AFC. Oh man, who, I said who the Bills they, preseason. And they didn't we look saw very it, good, no. did they? Um, Kansas Chiefs City struggled. Again. Chiefs didn't look great. Cincinnati. Cincinnati looked terrible too. Uh, I Miami, know. the Chargers. You know what? Let's, Baltimore. Let, let's go with let's go with Miami. Could you imagine? Let's go with Miami. I think Miami might do it. I, I if 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 Tua can stay healthy, they got the they got those those the speed. They've got a pretty nasty defense, right? Oh yeah. Let's go with them. How about Vegas for the Super Bowl? How do you think that's going to go? I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be amazing. I right? love the Raiders in, in Vegas. I do, too. I think it's a great spot I do for too. them. And I love that they've embraced Vegas for the NFL. Mm. Baseball is going to have a team there. Yeah. Hockey's there. I mean, Basketball will probably be there soon. It should be. And why if not? you want well, to put a dollar on a game, that's okay, too. Well, now that betting is, is an accepted thing, why not? You know, of I course. think that's what kept pro teams out of there for so long, right? It was because the betting was so sort of taboo. It's a great sports town, and people and what a great place. Even if, listen, most of the time you, you put a team there, most of the time people are going to be there just as, as an excuse to go to Vegas. An event, yeah. And so it's going to be all, it's never going to be at all, it's not going to be like you go to a Packer game and everybody's a Packer fan. It's going to be, you know, spark, or sprinkled with, with, with Re- Vegas fans and then all those other players that came, or those fans that came in from wherever just to go to Vegas. Now, you're lucky. Final question for you, Josh. In 1997, I did not enter for Male Model of the Year. Oh, God. So you are you are lucky, and you're, you're welcome in advance. But I asked my crew if they could name who finished second. Nobody got it. Did they? Well, if you Google it, you can find out. If you, if you, if you Google it. Now, I'm curious if you ever remind Ashton Kutcher that you beat him out, and also tying it in full with sports... He's a huge Bears fan. Yeah. You're a huge Vikings fan. Yeah. It's a big win for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. If you're if you're if you're putting a jersey on us, which they didn't, I had a low cut V neck tight something wearing walking down that it was like a real life Zoolander, dude. It was not <laughs> it was not pretty. Uh, but yeah, it that that was I was just talking to my wife about that. That was my first time ever coming to New York City. You know, straight out of North Dakota, in the big city for the first time. Then I win this thing, you know, it didn't do me any good because for four years I didn't do anything in the business. He did. He went on and got that 70s show and a Calvin Klein campaign and invested in Twitter and whatever else he did. He just went, he skyrocketed. I was like, but I won the male model of the year. <laughs> By the way, in Googling that, those pictures come oh, up. Dude, it's, I mean, Josh, my know, goodness. They say, you know, live your life with no regrets. I can't say that that's entirely true for me. (laughs) 
Those, hey, and you're always going to have that over Ashton Kutcher. I that, do. That's a win That's the for the one thing that I have over Ashton. That is the one thing. Oh, buddy <laughs> Gabe, CBS, it is absolutely incredible. And listen, I've been following your career forever, and I love your sports takes, and your career is incredible, and congratulations on the child on the way and everything that you've accomplished. And really great to meet you in person and continued success. You too, Adam. This is a lot of fun. I love your show. Thanks for having me. Josh Dumel, of course. Buddy Games Buddy Games, CBS. baby. Buddy Games, Thursday nights. Rise and Shine is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more, please give a five-star rating, leave a review, subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. SiriusXM Podcasts. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.